This is a HeadGum Podcast. This is why you're single. This is why you're single. This is why you're single. Welcome to the This Is Why You're Single podcast. I'm Laura Lane. And I'm Angela Sparrow. We are the co-writers of the book, This Is Why You're Single. Every week we highlight a different dating topic. This week's episode is Make Your Summer Fling a Summer Thing. Summer loving had me a blast. But how are you going to make it last? We'll tell you, Sandy. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> we'll try to. Also in the lineup, we're talking about what's new in dating news, the time of year you're most likely to have sex, and America's most sexually adventurous cities. Then we're diving into the mailbox to answer your listener questions. But first, Angela, just you and I this week, what is going on in your week? Um, I feel like I'm having an identity crisis. Oh no! I know we're we're starting out real light. Um, my I noticed that my type of person that I'm attracted to is changing or has changed as I've gotten older. Interesting. In what kind of way? Well, you know, I've always loved. I've always been a chubby chaser. Yes. I've always liked a little meat on my bones. Yeah, the dad bod. Um. And like I'm still into that, but I feel like it's not my number one anymore. Oh shit! Do you Isn't like that... a little muscle now? We talking six pack, twelve I... pack? You more in arms, lady? Talking about that boat? I definitely like some good arms. I'm still not into like a six pack. I don't like you know like a greased up, glistening, no hairless bod. Me neither. Never been into that. You know, but like I feel like no, I mean I like, like I'm into six pack. I'm not into like bodybuilder. There's right, a big difference. You know? Bodybuilders legit disgust me. Whoa. I hope no bodybuilders listen. I can't look at them. <laughs> um, no offense. Um, I mean, yeah, I'm just not into that. I, there's something about like the whole like culture of being into really working out that I'm, I'm just like not. I'm like, well, it's more interesting things to talk about, you know? Yeah. But that's just me personally. But so like, yeah. I would say like time you spend at a gym a day two hours max right and, and we don't need to see like gym selfies you know like no, it's, no, no. have it be between you and the elliptical yeah but like <laughs> unless you're like a personal trainer then i then respect right right if, if it's, it's your, part of your personal brand if it's your brand or your job respect i also do love a good yoga selfie oh god all right well See, this is where we differ. Uh, we have to, this, draw, you know. This is why we're yin and yang. Everyone is very particular. We got our own particular things we're okay with. But no, I like, you know, somewhere between the two now. Like I've I've found myself being like liking more kind of um, all-American looking gentlemen. <laughs> oh, what do you think made the change? I don't know. And that's what's interesting to me. I'm like, what about myself is changing? Like me personally you're becoming a more sophisticated woman maybe maybe i have a taste for the finer things in life you do wear jumpsuits now i wear a jumpsuit <laughs> that's about the only thing i can think of that's become more sophisticated about you myself wear jumpsuits that i you never wore. don't drink well liquor anymore <laughs> wow yeah rompers and and wine gray go oh wine okay yeah I guess great is Grey Goose a well? I don't I, know. I don't know. I was always just like the cheap one. But I don't <laughs> Now do you're anymore. like the Montepucciano. Mm. Usually just the Riesling. Oh, you don't have Riesling? What do you have that's like Riesling? 
that's the extent of my wine knowledge. Okay. Um, but yeah, so better than most. So it, you know, it doesn't mean that I'm like not attracted to my boyfriend anymore. If he's listening and feeling weird about it, I still like you and your bod, Ian. But he's been working out, no? He has been working out. So maybe is it working? Yeah. Okay, great. Listen, I can't. I don't work out. I'm just sitting back. Like Jabba the Hut telling you <laughs> that I want like a Princess Leia in my life. Okay. I need like a muscly man chained <laughs> to me. Um, so yeah, I don't know. It's this weird thing that I'm going through. We can all be hypocrites. I find no problem with that. Maybe it's because like I feel like I've experienced the one body type, but I haven't experienced the other. Oh. So I'm like, mm, what's that like? Yeah. 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 I've yeah. always been kind of, well, I don't even know if I ever thought about body type really i'm trying to think no i kind of dated like all different people i was never into someone that's like fully like out of shape just because like health has always been like pretty important to me but yeah and i've never been into the bodybuilder but between those i've totally i've i've been into a range yeah i would say i've dated like the full the athlete i've dated like the very like you know nerd that doesn't really like you know is on a like intramural team and everyone but, and like Nick is like right in the middle of that because he's got like well, he's ripped N- yeah Nick's ripped he's ripped we're looking at Nick right now we're looking at you're I ripped mean, he's got like really big arms I'm obsessed with Nick's arms I hope they never go away because he doesn't really like work that hard for them they just like are there they're just there he just like naturally has like a 12 pack and like huge arms won't that be funny when when uh nick and ian switch bodies it's gonna be just like that that jason bateman ryan reynolds movie where they like pee in the fountain and switch bodies that's never gonna fucking happen don't (laughs) keep dreaming girl i got my arms i got my arms Oh man, see if if a guy was talking about us this way, if they were like, "Yeah, my lady and her and her six pack," I'd be like, "Shut, fuck you." If I get fat, it's fine. Yeah, that would it, it would, would be bug disgusting, me. but it would know, really I, it would really bother me if like a guy was talking about like my body that way. Many years of oppression have given us this one thing: we're allowed to objectify our our men. men for- yeah, I mean, I guess I'd be okay if he was like, "Oh, I love my women's ass," and if it gets bigger, I'll love it more. If it gets smaller, I'll love it too. She's great, but that's not what you're saying, though. You're saying if they get smaller, I will not love him. I didn't say I won't love him. I just <laughs> said I'll, I'll kind of miss the arms. All right. All right. All right. Anyway. So anyway, that's my existential crisis. Uh, how, how are you? How are you doing? I'm going on a similar existential crisis, but it's Ooh. like a little different. Okay. So coming up, you know, I, t- I, I mentioned last, like, I don't know, a couple weeks ago, like I'm going on this trip, right? So Nick is also going on a trip. He's going on a fishing trip. And he's going on a fishing trip, like, in the middle of nowhere in Canada with his dad. manly, manly. I'm terrified that he's going to die on the trip. (laughs) What do you think happens on fishing trips? The hook gets caught in your ear and it pulls you into the water. How many times have you gone fishing? It pulls you into the water and then there's sharks in the lake. (laughs) Thank God he's not hunting. I mean, maybe they do that up there. I don't know. This is the problem, Angela, is they don't go like fishing like in the one of the Great Lakes, okay? Okay. Which it can't, you know, they're they're fishing in like the middle of nowhere in Canada. They have to take like a small plane to a small plane to a small plane. It's the small planes that scare me. Okay, I'm actually with you there. Thank you. Thank you. 
Finally, some vindication. Those small planes are like how every rock star has died. died. People die in small planes all the time. I know someone that died in a small plane. I had a friend from growing up. She died in a small plane. I had another friend that survived a plane crash. Like, people die. I mean, this is like no joke. I'm not even joking about this because yeah, it's really well, sad. This is extremely dark. Okay. Okay. I am terrified of those small sh- little shit planes. I told Nick, I was like, don't get in the plane if they don't, if they at all seem unsafe or if they haven't checked the engine. And I find myself asking him morbid questions lately. I was like the other day, I was like, do you want to be cremated or do you want to be buried in a coffin? So Nick is like all excited for vacation. He's like packing his bait. I mean, he's kind of excited. He doesn't want to go the whole time. But like, but yeah, I mean, he likes spending time with his dad. So he's excited to right. spend time with his dad. But then uh, you're, this, this is how you're helping him prayer for, I'm prepare help- for vacation. I ask him if he wants to be cremated. Yeah, pretty much. And I'm just, okay, so it's the planes, Angela. It's the hooks. Of the fishing lines. <laughs> a close second. Uh, I mean, you're in the middle of nowhere. There's probably grizzly bears up there. It's the other animals. It's the no access to to hospitals. Like, like literally, it's not like you have to drive an hour to a hospital, which would be scary enough. We're talking like no hospitals anywhere. If something goes wrong, you are so shit out of luck. It's crazy. It's really far away. He's prone to blood clots i'm scared of him getting a blood clot wait, um, wait, wait. he's prone to blood clots yeah we did like those 23 and me you know where they like oh. tell you things you're prone to he's prone to blood clots if he goes on like long flights that's not good i'm scared of that um i'm also scared that there's no cell phones so like if there was a serial killer they find this like camp of like five people and they could just kill him and no one would ever know because you can't call for help because there's like no self. I'm scared of everything. I had no idea you were such a hypochondriac. I mean, that's like when you think you're sick, I thought. or Well, but it's, it's like worst case scenario for every single thing. Oh, really? I don't know. I'm Googling it right now. Google it. Um, hypochond- a person who is abnormally anxious about their health. About their own health. So, but whatever. Right, whatever. I, I get what you're going with this. Um, I'm not normally, but I love my husband. I don't want anything to happen to him. And I'm really scared. I mean, I'm pretty sure he'll be fine. Um, so I guess the important question here is, does Nick want to be cremated? Did you get your answers? How how did Nick react? He doesn't care. He said he wants to do whatever would ever make me happy. (laughs) So having him in like a cookie jar on your nightstand. I don't want to think about it. It's like literally my biggest fear in life is he... I have to die before him, basically. Okay. Well, maybe you should go fishing, too. No. I would never go on that stupid trip. (laughs) I think that's the only solution here. You go down together. (laughs) You fight the grizzlies together. Who's going to take care of Sammy? I get Sammy. This is win-win for everyone. Oh, great. All right. Uh, You ready to talk about what's in the news? Yes. Angela, what have you been reading about? Well, I tried to find us a little summary news. Ooh. Um, and I was reading The Sun. They have, this is a, a piece by Andrea Downey. She said, this is the time of year you're most likely to have sex right now, July. Wow. Yeah. Or actually last month was July. Oh, yes. Yeah. Um, so this is what she said. The perfect time to have sex was 7.37 p.m. on the first Saturday in July. Well, we fucked up. Yeah, I don't even know what I was doing. Probably I, not having sex. I was definitely not having sex. 
Um, I hope you guys were. She <laughs> said, um, so apparently more than 2,000 people were quizzed about their sex life by an online sex toy retailer called Love Honey. And uh, this, yeah, they found out that uh, July is the friskiest month. Uh, the first Saturday of each month is when couples are most likely to get hot and bothered. I don't get this first Saturday of every month. Like, I'm not paying. When it's a Saturday, I'm not like, oh, it's the first Saturday of the month. Like, we should have sex the first Saturday. It's just like a normal Saturday. I know. I don't know why the first Saturday, but they did say Saturdays in general are more popular just because people don't have to work. So they feel good that it's uh, they don't have work the next day. They're not working that day. They're feeling a little free. That's every Saturday. I don't know. Maybe there's like that first Saturday feel. You don't know it. It's subconscious, but you're like, whoa. All right. I'm going to get it on. Um, so and then July is the favorite month for sex for one in four couples. They said it's just because um, you're wearing less clothes. OK. You're, you're feeling sweaty and sexy that that's hot it reminds me of that broad city episode with abby and i think your favorite guy seth rogan was in that episode where they're like super hot in her apartment and they're like trying to hook up and they're just like super slippery did you see I, that episode i did not it's really good but i feel like i've lived that episode we all have in new york <laughs> we all have angela um i personally prefer sex in the colder months they said that um, of the colder months, December is the most popular because people are like horned up for Christmas. I don't know. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I always thought that like that's when most people are having sex. It's like they're hibernating and there's nothing else to do but have sex when it's really cold outside. At least if you live in like the East Coast or, you know, in California, it doesn't matter. But Right. Yeah. Well, according to this, if you, <laughs> if you weren't having sex in July, then you're in the minority. Interesting. Well, Which we are. Welcome to the club. Yep. Uh, what are you reading about? I've been reading Cosmo. Sexy. This is an article that asks, do you live in one of the most sexually adventurous cities? <gasps> do and we? I don't know. I'm about to tell you. This is an article that was written by Laura Beck. Oh, Laura Beck. Good old Laura Beck. Shout out to Laura. So Laziva, billed as an app store for adults, talked with Americans aged 18 to 65 to find out where is America's most sexually experimental city. 1,500 people from each major city were asked to rank their sexual experimentation on a scale of one vanilla to five serious kink. Then averages for each city were calculated based on the scores of all the participants, and voila, that was our results. Now, do you want to guess what the most sexually, you know, experimental city is? Um, I feel like, I don't know, Vegas. Maybe you would Vegas. think, right? That, that would 100% be my guess because you can't walk around Vegas without someone being like, oh, I'm a threesome. Oh, hey. Like, yeah, they're always saying what happens in Vegas. I assume it's sex is what happens in Vegas. So that was number two. Okay. Number one was Los Angeles. Really? Yeah. As far as the horniest American citizens, Austin and Miami have people with the highest reported libidos within oh. the 18 to 28 group, followed by L.A. For 
ages 29 to 38, which I now fall into, your horniest in Las Vegas, LA, and NYC. Hey, girl. Hey. I'm not in that age range. Oh, well, What does that you. mean for me? I'm I just I don't know. dead inside. The horniest 39 to 50-year-olds lived in NYC and Las Vegas. And if you're within 51 to 65 years old, you lived in Miami or Chicago, which is where my dad's side of the family is from. Oh, and they do they fall in that 51 to 65-year-old age range? They sure do, I think so. Oh, they're, they're getting it on. <laughs> yeah, they are. Well, they don't live there anymore, but yeah. Um, so this is the official ranking. Los Angeles, super sexually experimental. Then Las Vegas. Then NYC. Yay. Then Austin. Good for Austin. Good for Austin. Wouldn't have expected that. Me but either. Those cowboys. But I really like Austin. Well, they're like, they're hipster. They're hipster cowboys. Cowboy. Those hipster cowboys. Then Miami, San Francisco. Then Chicago, Boston, Portland. And finally, Seattle. So, hmm. and this, the, uh, the author of this was was funny. She's like, Seattle. Seattle was last. Don't they know that's where Christian Grey lives? <laughs> I didn't know that that's where Christian Gay- Grey lives. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's not real. He's well, but, fictitious. you know, but, fictionally. Yeah. Fictionally real. Uh, so very interesting stuff. Yeah. Good old New York coming in number three. Yeah. Good for us. All those. All right those, down the middle. All those sex parties and things. We'll experiment with those one day, won't we? Yeah. Maybe. Well, you know what? I think these are, I mean, of course, these are all places where there's lots of single people. Yeah, so. true. All right. We are about to jump into the mailbox. But first, let's take a moment to thank some of our sponsors. All right, Angela, what do we have in the mailbox? Well, before we get into our listener questions, we have updates from two listeners who got married on the same day. Wow. Totally unrelated to one another. They both emailed us within like a few hours of each other. Uh, I think initially you thought that it was the the groom and the bride emailing and then it took you a minute to realize like oh wait oh my god no these are two different listeners that is exactly what happened i was like damn everybody getting married first was our listener laura laura wrote to us and said i wanted to drop a quick line before heading out on a jog you're my favorite podcast to jog to during my last few hours of being single looking forward to being surrounded by all our loved ones at my wedding tonight you don't understand what this means to me to know that on your fucking wedding day you were listening to our podcast that is the coolest thing that's ever happened to me because on my wedding day I was like so nervous I only did all the things that I love to do which is like yoga and like I don't even know it was hanging out with my mom I she was just going for a run which is the best thing you can do you gotta like calm those nerves get those endorphins up and like listen to our podcast it's so cool i hope she picked a good episode lord knows what we were putting in her ear right before she she walked down the aisle oh jesus could have been talking about anything i hope she didn't listen to our wedding episode the one where we were like talking about how annoying (laughs) weddings are everyone (laughs) hates going to weddings (laughs) no people love them i i really love weddings yeah they're, they're fun they're fun as long as the ceremony is relatively short agreed and maybe has liquor like yours did. Yeah. That was great. Um, we also heard from like a, a tried and true, this is why you're single, favorite uh, Alaska guy. One of our very 
first people that ever emailed in. We've been following the saga of Alaska guy forever, um, and he finally got married to his lady. They sent us pictures, and he wrote, we did it, we got married, and then went to McDonald's before the reception because America. Yeah, you do you. That's what you got to do. I love Alaska guy. Yep, one of the first people that ever messaged us on our Dr. Alex episode. I think it was like episode number three. I don't know. It was back in the day. Yep, he he was totally single. He thought he was going to be forever alone. And now he's got a beautiful lady wearing a beautiful little flower crown. Yeah, they're a beautiful couple, and I'm so stoked. I love these stories. So cool. Yeah, very cool, guys. Thanks for both of them messaging us on their wedding day. I I just, I feel like I was a part of the day. We're honored. Um, We should get ordained. Then we could marry listeners. Yeah. Now you're talking. Okay. So now we have some qu- – well, first we have a message sent in from our listener, Sid. She um, she has the most brilliant Tinder profile. I'm sure you guys are all going to copy her, and I encourage it. Her bio says, Venmo me five bucks, and I'll tell you why your profile sucks. Which is so great. So let me, let me give you a little like – so Sid is super cute. She's got like really funky glasses on and like cool jewelry and like really pretty brown hair. She's just like, she's kind of like, like Lainey Boggs from like, she's all that. Do you get Lainey Boggs vibes? Um, well, I feel like it's cool to be Lainey Boggs now, you know? Like, no, no, that's what not, I mean. It's not like an insult. No, like Lainey Boggs when she was hot, but with the glasses still. Sure, sure. Like Basically, I'm get- to sum it all up, she is a graphic designer and looks like a hot little graphic designer. She's, she's a manic pixie dream girl. And her profile, yeah, Venmo me five bucks and I'll tell you why your profile sucks, which is so funny. And she messaged us because a guy did it and she screenshotted what he said. So he wrote, so you're telling me if I give you five bucks, you'll give me an honest opinion of my bio. This must be a scam. And she wrote, I definitely will. And then he sent her five bucks and she wrote back and said, the Urban Dictionary screenshot is weird. Don't do that. Your bio is cliche. Do better. And Doughtry, what the fuck, my dude? And he wrote those like crying face happy emojis and wrote, that's great. What about my other pictures? <laughs> so then he was like really into the feedback and was like, can you tell me about my profile pictures? And I mean, I got to say to get like a full criticism of your profile for $5 is a pretty good deal. Yeah, there are like matchmakers that will do this for thousands of dollars. Yeah, and she's doing it for five bucks. We do it for free. We, I mean, <laughs> don't tell people that we're going to get too many screenshots. But uh, yeah, so she's in Los Angeles. So if you're in Los Angeles, look for Sid and she'll give you some profile tips. Right. Or if you're an enterprising young lady, copy Sid's idea. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I think it's such a great idea, and uh, and uh, the guy was really, really. It's like a win-win for everybody. She gets you already think these things when you look at profiles, so now she just gets to like tell the guy straight to him, possibly help the guy. He gets some help. It's like a total win-win from everyone. He gets help from like a cute girl. She's you know helping out a dude, and she was like super honest, straightforward. She wasn't mean about it. And yeah, she was very cool about it. And and she sent us the screenshots of the original profile. And I do have to say her critiques were spot on. There you go. There you go. Yeah, she she wasn't mean about it, but she was also like super funny about it. She's like, come on, Daltry, like you can't put Daltry on your profile. What the fuck, dude? And I couldn't agree with her more. Yeah. Um, okay, so now we have a question, guys, from an anonymous listener. Anonymous writes, 
I met this guy a few weeks ago at a house party and was immediately attracted to him and felt like he was into me that night too. Ooh, get it, girl. After that night, I added him on Facebook only to see pictures of him with the most perfect-looking girl on the planet. Oh, no. I was a little bummed out but moved on because he clearly has a girlfriend. Well, the other night, we ended up at the same party and we talked the entire night. As the night went on, we were both getting pretty flirty and touchy with each other. And so I asked him if he has a girlfriend. Good for you. I'm glad. Oh, I get, I feel like we've gotten so many emails like this. And then the person's like, Bon, I didn't want to be too pushy or like, you know, I, I don't know. I just didn't ask him. And I'm like, well, now you got to ask him. But okay. So she no, asked him. So then, she asked him and he what? said things were complicated to which she says, I replied, it's either a yes or no question. All right. So far, so good so on far, her part. Yeah. She's doing everything right. Um, and then again, he said things were just really complicated only to follow that minutes later with a kiss. No, run. This guy is a lying douchebag. No, because see, now she's into it. She said it was a small but magical kiss. Oh, shit. So she's into this guy and he's clearly shady as shit. Mm-hmm. Nothing else happened between us, but after he left, I messaged him saying, I know things are complicated, but I wish you could have stayed. Oh, no. Now she's under his magic spell. This is where it goes wrong. She shouldn't have like let it go this far because now she's already got the feelings and she's blindsided by the love. Mm-hmm. Now we're in trouble. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he said back to her, um, I know. I wish I could have stayed too. Hope you have a good night anyways. She says, now I know he sounds like a shady guy, Uh which is exactly what you just called him. Um, But the thing is, I really don't see him being a player type. That's because you have the like love rose colored glasses on and you can't see him that way because he's charming you with his shady shit charmer skills. Laura's guard is up. Mm -hmm. Um, She says, he seems like such a genuine guy and I think we do have that chemistry that is hard to suppress i'm moving to a different city soon and i want to see him again before i leave but also don't want to seem crazy for trying to see him again is it bad to ask if he wants to do something or should i just leave it up to fate okay all right i mean she's moving to a different city thank god so this problem will be ended soon and she you know there there's no way around it If she wants to see him again, sure. Just know, like, everyone's being shady in the situation. You know he has a girlfriend. You're being shady. He knows he has a girlfriend. He's being shady. So, sure, if you want to see him one last time and, like, hook up with the dude before you move to another city, you can do it. Just know that no one is being the good person in this situation. And, like, if your conscience is okay with that, which, you know, I've told my story of what I did in high school where I hooked up with a guy Mm -hmm. for, like, a long time knowing he had a girlfriend, like, you can do it. You can do it. Just know the truth and don't sugarcoat it. And don't be like, I'm sure the girlfriend like is a bitch or I'm sure they're kind of broken up. Like, no, they're together. Even he, if the girlfriend is a bitch, though, that doesn't mean that he's going to leave the girlfriend no. for you. Because complicated means he's going back and forth. He doesn't know what to do. You're never going to get the guy. And if you get the guy, you'll never trust the guy. You'll never trust the guy. This is why you can never hook up with cheaters because they'll if if someone's cheating on someone with you, even if they leave that person for you, you should never and will never trust them. Right? Yeah. And I mean like so she she like makes it very clear that she thinks he seems like a nice guy and he's genuine, he's not a player. Um he might be a very nice guy. Nice guys can be players too. Yeah, and sometimes people don't realize that they're being selfish dicks. 
And I feel like he's kind of being a selfish dick by having this girl, having you. He probably is making his own excuses in his head. No, you know, nothing. He's like justifying what he's doing. Exactly. No, nothing's black and white. He's probably like, oh, I haven't like cooked up my girlfriend in a long time. Or like, oh, things aren't really good with us. They're kind of on the outs. Like people can make crazy excuses to justify any behavior. It doesn't mean he's evil. It doesn't mean he's like the worst person in the world. It just means like he's pretty shady. And And he's got baggage and who wants. And who that. wants to deal with that? You're like getting ready to move, move on to bigger, better things. Who needs this complication in your life? Yeah. I mean, if you like really are like, oh, I want to hook up with him. I mean, like, like I'm telling you, you can do it, but, but like all your excuses that you're making here, like, oh, I don't think he would be shady. And like, he's a nice guy. Like just delete all of that because <laughs> just know that that is not true. And that like, he's making excuses. You're making excuses, but like, you know, yeah, just be careful. I'm glad you're moving away. So, yeah. so uh, you know, if you find yourself in a little troublesome situation, you'll be out of it pretty soon. Right. Guys, if you want your listener questions answered or if you fu- have funny text messages from an app you want to share, you can email us at contact at thisiswhyyoursingleshow.com. You can also find all of our contact info on our website at thisiswhyyoursingleshow.com. Now let's dive in to our reason of the week. <music> This week's reason is make your summer fling a thing. Summer loving had me a blast. Summer loving happened so fast. I met a girl crazy for me. Met a boy cute as me. Isn't that the story of so many? This week we're just going to lip sync to the entirety of Greece. You can't see us, but we're doing it. Just know we were doing it. So, guys, summer flings. We've all had them. It's happened to so many. Just like Danny and Sandy, I think that summer flings are fun because in the summertime, you feel a little more free than you do the rest of the year. You know, there's like some fun in the air. There's excitement. Yeah. I mean, it's like the thing about turning a summer fling into a thing is it's so complicated because so many people end relationships right before the summer. It's called cuffing season and people don't want to be cuffed for the summer. So a lot of relationships end right before the summer. I've seen it happen to like a lot of my friends recently too. It's sad. So like how do you turn something that someone that you met in the summer, which already has the idea of like this is just fun, this is just the summer, we're like out at the beach, like we're just having fun. How do you make that a thing that lasts longer than just the summer? And that's the hard part. Yeah. Well, that's like you said, like you're just doing fun stuff probably for the summer. You haven't had to deal with like uh, any real issues like you haven't had those deep combos yet which usually (laughs) bring the room down a little bit yeah it's true so I don't know like maybe you start uh introducing more serious topics of conversation and seeing how that person responds and you're and you'll see if you're like compatible with them yeah beyond like you know being kind of naked together (laughs) have you ever had a summer fling that you were able to turn into something long term um it's hard. It's hard to make the transition. I've had summer flings that are very exciting. And then I feel like it was like when I was younger and then I'd like go back to school and we'd be far away from each other. Sometimes that's a thing. Mm-hmm. You're in different locations. Um, but I think if I had committed more to communicating from that like distance, I could have made it work. I remember I had 
a summer fling. This is like one from high school, actually. And it was a guy from my high school. His cousin was visiting. And he came over and we just like, I don't know, hit it off and ended up talking for like, you know, four hours, like the whole night until like the middle of the night. This was like at a party. There were like no parents around. So we like ended up just talking and and I knew he was leaving because he was just like here visiting his family for the summer. And I like took a little picture box and like, this was before Instagram and Facebook and I like gave him a picture of me and we like exchanged addresses. I mean, email was around and shit. I'm not like that old, but, (laughs) but like for whatever reason we started writing each other letters and we like hand wrote letters back and forth. And that was how we were able to turn our like summer fling into kind of like a more like long distancey thing. It didn't end. He never like ended up like we were never, never like in the same city where we became like official boyfriend and girlfriend, but it was like a thing that lasted kind of like years. Yeah. I remember I, in, it's funny that you, you talk about letter writing. I instant messaged a lot with uh, my former summer flings. That's how we stayed in touch throughout the year. Yeah. I think you got to like start those lines of communication and like we, the very first night we connected over something like just super deep we started we got like really deep really quick you know mm-hmm. those like very rare conversations where all of a sudden you're talking about like the meaning of life and like the universe or whatever like your religious beliefs and you have like a really deep conversation you just connect it's not those conversations are not going to happen doing like body shots at like a beach bar you know right. it's also like the context of where you're meeting this summer fling and like how you approach these conversations also important to keep in mind is I feel like we're all conditioned to, if you're enjoying something, to be like, this has to go somewhere. This has to turn into a thing. But like, ask yourself, like, maybe this, maybe this needs to stay a summer thing. Maybe mm-hmm. this person is your, your summer boy. Yeah. And it's okay to let it go. Yeah. Are you just horny? Yeah. That's okay. And it's that okay is- to be horny and not make it a thing. On that note, we are going to break this down a little further in our Reason of the Week Break down. Has your summer fling left you speechless? Steal a line from one of these famous summer hookups in a game we call Drawing, Drawing a, a blank. blank. I'm going to read a summer fling quote and Laura has to fill in the blank. Amazing. I'm really excited. I'm going to pass you the buzzards. Oh my gosh. The buzzards. The buzzards, the game like the show birds, the game show buzzards. Okay, let's see. All right, first up, we have a quote from one of the most famous summer fling movies, Grease. Are you ready? I'm ready. It turned colder. That's where it ends. So I told her we'd still be friends. Then we made our blank, blank, blank. Wonder what she's doing now. Then we made our love in the sand. <laughs> No, I, I thought it was the, oh no, shit, I know it. Then we made our true love last. <laughs> Close. I feel like we need an in-between sound for that. Uh, it's our true love vow. Oh, true shit. True love vow. But I like our true love last. See, I always fuck up at karaoke, so. You knew the gist, though. They were getting down in the sand. Yeah. Sure. I thought it was, and then we made our true love last. <laughs> <laughs> We're all learning stuff here. <laughs> um, okay, next summer fling movie, The Notebook, Allie and Noah. All right, what is it? Stop thinking about what everyone wants. Stop thinking about what I want, what your blank want. What do you want, Allie? What your parents want. <gasps> Very good. 
Very good. It's always about the parents. Uh, yes, parents get in the way with summer flings sometimes. Sure do. Just like in the movie Dirty Dancing, which our next quote is from. Great. Look, you've got to understand what it's like, baby. You come from the streets and suddenly you're up here and these women, they are throwing themselves at you and they blank so good and they really take care of themselves. Oh, shit. It's not dance so good because that's like too obvious. And they, oh, fuck. Um, I know this part. It's that like little greasy dude with like the curly blonde hair. I can, um, like, Patrick Swayze. Oh, it's Pat. Oh, oh no, I thought it was his friend. I thought it was like his little squirmy friend. No, um, it's, it's Johnny Castle himself. Oh damn! All right, he's not squirmy. Um, and they, oh, and they, I, I and they move so good. They smell so good. Ah, oh, damn! Those rich ladies smell good. Oh yeah, yeah, they do smell good. They got that Chanel number five. <laughs> uh, okay, now we have another grease quote. Men are rats. Listen to me. They're fleas on rats. Worse than that, they're blank on fleas on rats. <laughs> oh, shit. This is one I should know. People are probably listening to this, like, going crazy. Okay. They're fleas on you. Good accent, girlfriend. Thank you. Um, love they're fleas love on Frenchie. Rats. Okay. What could be worse than a flea on a rat? And I know this part in the movie. What could be? They're fleas on rats. They're mites on fleas on rats. <laughs> That could have been the line. That was close. It's amoebas on fleas on rats. Oh, that's good. I was like, what's smaller than a flea? I don't even, mites are probably bigger than fleas. The amoebas on fleas on rats. <laughs> that's right. The amoebas on fleas on rats. Okay, this is a good game. What? what how many more? Uh, we have two more. Second to last, Say Anything. It's from the movie Say Anything. John Cusack. John Cusack, yes. Uh, he says... Maybe the world is full of food and sex and blank, and we're all just hurling towards an apocalypse, in which case it's not your fault. Okay, say the first part again. Maybe the world is full of food and sex and blank. Food and sex and drugs. Right? Food, sex, drugs? No! Spectacle. Oh, I would have never gotten that one. (laughs) No, he was getting very flowery, that John Cusack. Wow, food and sex and spectacle. Yeah, I guess that is a little, that's more beautiful than drugs. <laughs> so let's see, you you got two? Two, I think. Two. Kind of like one it. and a half. All right, if you can get this one, I'll be impressed. This is a fun one, Mamma Mia. Okay. Wow, this is your jam because you're all about that Broadway. All about that, that Mamma Mia life. You, uh, are, you love the Mamma Mia life. All right, why, why did I ever let you go? Mamma Mia, now I really know. My, my, I could never blank, blank, blank. Bl- three blanks. <laughs> Mom, I can. I can you give me a hint? Um, the lyrics have already been stated within this. Okay, read it again. <laughs> why, why did I ever let you go, Mama Mia? Now I really know. My, my, I can never let you go. <gasps> oh. Yes, very complicated lyrics. <laughs> Abba were great songwriters. Uh, yeah, Abba was great. I saw that on Broadway a long time ago. You know what? It's just good, clean fun. You know, we went when I came out here for uh, for Mala United Nations in high school. We went and saw Mamma Mia. Is and you were pre- like, I need to live in New York. Pretty much. Pretty much. Every day is going to be like Mamma Mia. I mean, I think, right? That had to be, unless my memory is deceiving me. But I, the, That timeline shakes out. I does think. it? Early 2000s? Yeah, yeah. 
Guys, this was a fun game. Thanks for creating a game for me, Angela. Thanks for playing, Laura. We hope we have cleared up this week's reason. That is it for this week's This Is Why You're Single podcast. Check out our book. It's available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble. We also got an audiobook available on Audible. You can follow me on Twitter at Laura Lane and on Instagram at Laura Lane Rad. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Sparodactyl. Somebody recently added me and said it took them a long time to find me because they couldn't figure out how to spell Sparodactyl. <laughs> so for the record, at S-P-E-R-A-D-A-C. Y T L T Y L T Y. This is the problem. <laughs> Thanks, Laura. Okay, we're gonna we're we're gonna tag you on our your single Instagram. Okay, you can okay. Just find her through the tags. We'll make it easy. Yeah. For everyone, including myself. Um, you can also get hooked up with discounts from all of our sponsors. For a full list of sponsors and codes, check out the podcast page on thisisbyyoursingleshow.com. You can follow This Is Why You're Single on social, on Instagram and Twitter, at Your Single Show. Please like and subscribe on iTunes. And thank you so much for listening. Tune in next week for a whole new show. Bye. Bye. This is why you're single. This is why you're single. This is why you're single. Ba 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 ba. This is why you're single. Ba 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 ba. That was a headgum podcast. <laughs> <laughs>